When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV on a live nation's Friday, loosey goosey edition of the program. Great to be with you. Good times. Ooh, busy times, busy times indeed. Let's get straight to it. I'm Jeff. That's Tom Director Matthew in the house on Twitter. It's at J Cameron Show. Practice was attended by the two of us yesterday, obviously. And uh, there will be another practice today that we will. Head on over to uh, as uh, the show ends. That's where we'll be, and then uh, then the good times begin, man. So I'm kind of glad that we got through some, uh, you know, the big picture stuff away from the the field here before the show started. Uh, you know, with mere minutes ago, we weren't entirely certain, uh, but now we do. Now we know that the Big Ten will add Oregon and Washington. They are leaving the Pac-12. And uh, good night, sweet prince, you say to the uh, Pac-12. Man, that's hard to fathom. I'm just glad we weren't doing a morning drive radio show because the entirety of the content is dated. Yeah, would have changed Yeah, already. Because people got played this morning. Lots of people. Yahoo Sports, The Athletic, ESPN, you name it, they got played. Well, and, and, and I guess to some degree in – I don't know really how if you're if you're trying to give it up to the minute, which is what the internet forces people to do. If you're trying to give an up to the minute explanation of what's happening, it is by definition a roller coaster. It's a changing fluid situation, and it's. I mean, I'm not trying to absolve anybody from you know if they did something stupid, but I am saying it's like you're you're basically talking about a 108 year old league dissolving before your eyes. It's it's kind of. It is hard to believe until it happens. Yeah. But uh, I think Thamel was the one that got uh, brutalized, hammered the most, because he said, you know, this is going to happen. The Pac-12 is going to be saved, barring an eleventh-hour miracle. Well, hang on, man. And the, these are negotiations. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say barring. I'd say in the event of this could all be undone. You probably want to word that a little stronger. 
Because this whole, like, 100% it's going in this direction thing, this ain't the time for that. No. I think, listen, I wanna, I'll want to. i start today's show with Florida State and what we saw yesterday. But it, it, there's not a bigger story in the world than where is it Florida State's going to be playing football in soon. And I think the, the other big news of the day is not just that the Pac-12 appears to be no more and not just that it looks like Arizona is on its way to the Big 12 and that more dominoes continue to fall, which is all a good thing for Florida State if you're talking about the shifting landscape of college football and their efforts to get out from the ACC. But I think the bigger story in that regard is that it would appear, Tom, and I think because we're jaded, I've covered this program for 25 years. Obviously, uh, you go back and you think about, and I'm just talking about professionally. I'm not talking about attending games as a child or going to school. or anything. I'm just talking about since I've been covering them where I could talk to athletic directors, talk to coaches, talk to players, talk to people in the administration. We have watched many um, big moments whiffed upon opportunities and you know chances to change the fortunes of type stories uh, come and go and we've been left frustrated jaded to where you kind of the default oftentimes has been behind the scenes quote they're gonna screw this up that's kind of where we've been. Like if you, if members of the press that have watched this and seen the internal workings and, and it's over all, many administrations and different people and, you know, we've, hmm, that didn't go the way it should have. That kind of thing, right? That's, that's how that's been described in the past. And I don't want to relitigate all that and no reason to. It would appear this time around that's not the case. It would appear this time around they are buttoned up. Uh, it would appear is the important part of that. It would appear. They could be Lucy with the football. They could be. Yeah. Uh, it would appear that they had their ducks in a row. Yeah. And they're hunting for bear. They're not fooling around. This was, and we hoped that would be the case because, Tom, when your president reiterates what the board of trustees and the athletic director has said, and every board member then affirms that that they believe that is the, the right tack to take to leave the ACC. You are at that point. That's a presentation. Okay. This is, this is everybody on the same page. We're all in agreement that uh, because of this, this would be the why because of this, we need to go. Today, when you read the J.P. Morgan chase to explore how the school's athletic department could raise capital from institutional funds, such as private equity story broke, that would be the how. Yeah. We just gave you the why. Here's the how, bitches. And meanwhile, what you're watching with North Carolina, the triangle in general, is a lot of frightened children say stupid things repeatedly. Athletic directors, they're heading the ground. Foolish comment after foolish comment. Anonymous folks saying things like, Florida State better be careful. They could go the way of San Diego State. Are you insane, sir? So this that's born out of fear. That's born out of desperation, frustration, anger. They're not operating from a good place at the ACC headquarters right now. This is sort of a, what do we do? 
we're effed sort of space that they find themselves in now. And what that produces is irrational comments like the ones we saw last night and some of the things we've heard people say out of the triangle covering other teams. It produces a it, – it's visceral. Like, these people are angry. I keep documenting this. It's amazing. They are it, – it, it's personal to them. And Florida State just decides if you're going to keep flapping your gums, we'll deliver you another signal. And another signal, well, and another. It's a straightforward, we've told you this is not acceptable. We can't abide by this. We're going to have to move. Uh, the retort initially, the anger and terse response was, well, then do it. Why don't you just do it? Stop talking about it. Oh, well, okay. Okay. <laughs> we, we just we want to let you know. We could be quiet behind the scenes planning your demise, the assassination of the league, but we're letting you all know, and we have for a better part of a year. And there are plenty of theories as to why they would do that. The one I like the most, don't know if it's true or not, is the louder you are about the destabilization of the ACC. And isn't it interesting that yesterday on ESPN, oh yeah, now everybody's talking about how unstable it is. That message seems to have worked. Florida State has been pounding the message that the ACC is not good enough, the deal's till 2036. You say these key talking points over and over and over again, and what you get are interviews on Sirius XM hits on ESPN proper in yeah. which they're parroted. And now it becomes known and talked about that the ACC doesn't make enough money and everybody's locked into a hellish deal through 2036, even on the platform of the people who negotiated it and probably laughed while they did it. ESPN's okay with that. But if you keep doing that, perhaps it sows more seeds of discontent for other schools so that perhaps, maybe it's not the primary goal, if you get eight teams to say goodbye to the ACC, you pay nothing. To me, I think this PE firm deal that's going on today is the plan for funding if we've got to pay off the ACC Correct. and be Correct. free and clear. Yeah, it's all there. But if we could do it for free, yeah. then let's just keep pounding the public amount. airwaves yeah. with these messages to get other ACC institutions to say, we need to get out of Dodge, the, too. The only reason it works, though, Tom, is it's true. Right. That's right. the whole thing. It's yeah. not it, – see, when people say you're barking or that you're uh, irresponsible with your rhetoric, um, that would that would presuppose that what Florida State's doing is irresponsible because it's not true. No, no. This is true. It's verifiable. This is – they know of which they speak. They're in a situation that will not allow them to compete. That's all they're saying. It's all they're saying. We want to compete for championships. We want to compete at the highest level. This current financial structure will not allow us to do that. I don't blame you, Jim Phillips. I don't blame you and you and you and you and all of you that are so angry about this. We're just telling you this doesn't work for us. Now, if that makes you feel some kind of way, fine. That's, you, that's you, on you. You go deal with that. You got some self-loathing to do. Go ahead. But we're going to handle this problem. And the board and everybody involved in this discussion has a fiduciary responsibility to Florida State. And they can only worry about Florida State, not North Carolina, not anybody else. Now, we're letting our brothers in the conference know this is not going to work, guys. You may want to look out for yourself. Well, and the board laughed at $120 million months ago when it was the back and forth between Director Alford and Chair Collins. We all know that. We saw that. They scoffed at the okay 120 no big deal but we wondered how do you get to a larger number and what is the number today's news 
which I believe has Chair Collins' fingerprints all over it. Who else thinks of this idea? This well, hasn't been done in college football. Hasn't been done in college not football. Not college football, before. but it's done all over the place. La Liga has seen it. Correct. We've seen it in other leagues and other sports. But you've got to have the know-how and connections to you know hit up J.P. Morgan and say, look, Don't here's you- what we're thinking of doing. Could you put out maybe some feelers and see if we could get a place like 6th Street to say, yeah, no, this seems like a good idea. Right, it's smart. I, I This was inevitable. I'm not talking about – I'm not discrediting what – whomever engineered right. all this. I'm not discrediting that person. This felt inevitable. Like, when you saw the deals, and it's mentioned in the article for those that didn't read it in Sportico, or it's out of a lot of places now, excerpts of it are uh, all over. But you can, and, and I remember reading an article about this with the La Liga thing. That's why I bring that up. But in that ar- in this article, they'll talk about um, the private equity funds invested in, in, in other entities and sponsorship revenues and future, like Silver Lake structured an investment with the New Zealand All Blacks rugby team. Uh, you have that. Oh, there it is. There's the CVC organized its $2.2 billion Spanish soccer deal with La Liga. There, there are lots of these that are out there. So it seemed like it was inevitable and Florida State had a need for it. Well, yeah. And, and look, if I'm wrong, I apologize to the president, but I don't think McCullough's thinking up this idea. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that yeah. that's in his past and his nature to say, hey, why don't we look at private equity? Maybe that's the way through this whole thing. But to me, it just shows that Florida State not only has the $120 million that they laughed about, now this could put them in a position to cut a check to the ACC today. I've said before that I felt a sense of relief when you saw that Texas and Oklahoma could pay the Big 12 against future earnings, right? Well, Florida State will pay a private equity firm against future earnings, but they'll cut the check to the ACC today, which I think, if that's the route that it goes, reduces the settlement number. The number's smaller if you can cut people cash today. It's like anything else. Do you want the lot? If you win the lottery, do you want the lump sum or not? Because yeah, yeah. the lump sum's less than the total you won, but you could have it all today. That's the benefit of it. I think that's where this is going. It, today's news is more good news. It speaks to what we think is uh, a buttoned-up plan. Uh, it becomes a little bit more clear and crystallized every day that goes by. The the information that seems to suggest Florida State is moving rapidly towards a major announcement um, is on display each day you wake up with stories like this one. And meanwhile, there's chaos in college football. And, you know, you, you have two very different stories to document here. You're watching the demise of a historic conference. You're watching a major shift in the finances of the game and how it's operated and how it's conducted and what it represents and what it means. And they're very different discussions. You know, I think we can all lament aspects of what's happened to college football over the last 10 years, most notably over the last three to five years. And as we sit here today, we watch now uh, abandoned traditions and uh, the shifting of programs that make very little sense for the league that they're going to be playing in based on geographic footprint. We We can have that discussion and talk about how yeah, I think it, I'm 52 years old. I think it's going to bother me certain aspects of this. But I'm also a realist. I also want what's best for Florida State. I'm also pragmatic. I'm also somebody who can observe these t- changing times. And I know that you have to change with them or you get passed over. And for Florida State, they're, they had announced – the intentions and the direction of the university uh, long ago, when you look at the improvements to the stadium and you look at the investments in sport, in particular football, 
over the last 50 years, they told you where their, what ring their hat was in. And this, this is where we've cast our die. This is where we're going, okay? So you, once you've done it as they have, and you've won three national titles, and you've umpty ump All-Americans and Heisman Trophy winners and bowl victories, you've gone all in. You've pushed your chips to the football table, the middle of that table long ago. There's no going back from that. So the second that that became jeopardized, the second that Florida State began to realize that the very thing they've invested in for the last five, six decades is now in peril, meaning their ability to compete at the highest levels of the sport, the way they always have, is now in peril because of the shift in college football and the finances of college football and what's happened with the television networks and the growth of the SEC and the Big Ten and all these things. Some of these factors were out of Florida State's control. Some of these factors are things that we can deem to be negative for the game of college football. Either way, though, they happened. And you now have to do what's best for your university, what's best for your investment, what's best for you long term. And I'm, I'm just, I find it fascinating that so many people outside of Florida State are angry about Florida State looking out for their best interest. And people are still so naive. So I'm driving in, and that's all anybody can talk about today on, on college radio. So, again, I'm listening to National Sirius, and Matt Fortune is on with whoever the hosts are because they switch them out every day. And he says, well, I just find it interesting because I don't know that Florida State would have a landing spot. I mean, there's been no contact between Florida State and the SEC. That's a really weird thing to say. Uh, what are you talking about? Of course there's been. Yeah. There's official channels and unofficial channels. Of How course. naive are you? Well, that, so was there no contact between Oregon, Washington, and the Big Ten till like four hours ago? Right. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Right. It's a weird thing to talk about with, like, blinders on, right? That Those guys are all too smart to do that. That, that. that is... It makes no sense. Well, it's intellectually dishonest. And that's the part I hate. Or because, you got to stay in the kiddie pool because these waters are too deep. Like, either way. Right. So when Paul Feinbaum... What he represents, not his afternoon show. Correct. <laughs> when when he said what he said to Heather Dennis yesterday about spit out my coffee because it was funny because Heather was operating under the same umbrella of, of silliness that you're talking about having heard today on your drive-in where she said, well, I reached out to Greg Sakey and he told me they had been no offer made to Florida State. What did you think he was going to tell you, Heather? Right. Yeah. He was going to get the league sued? He was going to tell you that we've made an offer? How do you think that works? And that's why Paul went, well, he can't say anything other than that, Heather. He was almost offended by the naivete. Right. Well, that's the thing is, like, is there anybody out there who has paid attention to this? Florida State could end up at the Big Ten. I don't know. But that believes that Florida State and the SEC haven't kicked the tires? On a relationship? Like, that hasn't happened yet? Sure, right. Unspoken, back what? alley meetings, the what whole... What are you yeah, talking about? I know, I know. Now, I know. the funny thing is when the P, when the private equity comes into this, let's say that Sixth Street wants to invest in Florida State and, and they say, all right, we're going to give you this lump sum of cash. They would not do that without assurances. They want to be paid back, Tom, is what you're hinting at. And they want to see that Florida State's line of credit's not only good, we're about to get richer. Like, they wouldn't say, all right, we're going to give you this money so we can get more back if they didn't know yeah. so that imagine, Florida State was about to get more themselves. It wouldn't make sense. Sixth Street has $65 billion, $65 billion assets under management. Yeah. $65 billion. Right. Calling up about $500 million. Let's just say Florida That's State That's no that. money. That's nothing. It takes a few seconds. That, but right. 
on the surface, there's a chicken or the egg. Because I would think that the SEC and the Big Ten want assurances that the ACC can't sue them. How do you get there? Either you dissolve the conference, right, or you pay a settlement. Pay them off. We are free leaving. and clear. Well, and so to this other point, we'll move on. We'll get to the football. I know people want to talk about the football, but this is a big deal. It's a big deal. Where is Florida State going to be playing football in the next ten years? And who are they playing against? You know, with whom are they playing, and who are they playing against? Right, and for how much money? Okay, so not only with the private equity firm want to know how we were going to pay the money back and all that but let's just say that's been explained to their satisfaction and they say okay we're in we're in and we're into the tune of what's it going to cost you to get the hell out of the acc all right, right fine right. so let's say that number if you'd like is 800 million i'll go real high okay i'll go real high beyond what we actually think it is but let's say it's 800 million to get out from under the grant of rights and to pay off the exit fee and everything else okay so 800 million dollars again to a group like this no money that's not a lot of money they are going to want to see how they're going to make a profit from this and they are going to want to see how they get it back but it's still no money they're not going to approve it unless there's an interest rate they like and and an roi that they correct right and they know that you can pay it and they know that you can pay it so let's say that's been agreed upon well as you and i talked about before we came on the air having cash in hand at that point because they gave you the money is a game changer it is now what you can go to the acc and say now look this is the total cost we both know we're not paying that you want cash you want your money now well if you want your money now the lump sum of which you referred this is going to be 300 billion yeah 400 million now we're negotiating now if you talk to me about 400 million here it is in cash have a good one right deuces so and now you're out from under it and whatever wink wink nod nod offer you had behind the scenes which allowed them to be willing to lend you the money yes comes to fruition and it happens simultaneously nearly precisely that's what's that's what's between the lines the equity firm says we're not going to give you this money unless you can prove you're going to the sec or the big 10 the sec or the big 10 says well we're not going to invite you unless you don't have any liabilities with the acc right what needs to happen for this chicken and the egg correct to not be a chicken in the egg private equity funds can now buy passive minority stakes in every major u.s league except the national football league college athletic departments also would be a new frontier in a rare instance, Memphis Athletic Department took out a bank loan in 2020, and college deal-making giant Learfield is backed, by the way, by a pair of private equity funds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's not get in on the hypocrisy here now. It's time to get it on. Been down that path. Yeah. Well, I know not- that uh, Live with the CW, they've mm-hmm. got a, a relationship mm-hmm. and the issues that they have. Or my glasses. Is he here, Dennis? Not here. So I look like an ass. Why did I bring that up? I went off a script. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a 
beer, giant thing, no. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply welcome back to the jeff cameron show sponsored by legendary home loans a mortgage experience designed around speed simplicity and customer service before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Camera Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Happy Libations Friday. Yesterday's practice, I'll circle back if anything else comes up. If you guys have questions, um, feel free to fire them in the chat. Oh, I missed something. I missed a bunch. Where is all this? Director's pulling them up. Uh, I see Seth's. I didn't see the others. Sorry, guys. Uh, let's, there's Marcus. Gentlemen, good day. Happy Lucy Goosey Libations Friday amongst all this conference realignment. Who is your character choice in Mario Kart? Uh, I'm typically the, um, uh, well, I'm either the gorilla. Or, it's uh, Donkey Kong. I'm either Donkey Kong or I'm the, uh, what's, I don't remember their names. Uh, who's got the, the big turtle with the spikes. Yeah, it's Bowser. Bowser. I like Bowser. Koopa. King Koopa. Yeah. I'm a Koopa Troopa or a Luigi. I enjoy those. I two. like Luigi too because he's funny every time he gets past or something. And Wario in the later years, but I, I started with Super Nintendo before Wario yeah. existed. Yeah. So just, yeah. great yeah. game, great game. Tried them all before. Uh, Seth writes. Also love what Warchant gives us best coverage and absolutely tuned in. You guys make being a Noel fan better. Thanks and go Noles. Uh, but he apparently had more than one of these, so go back to the other one. The funny news is both exciting and terrifying. Exciting because it shows leadership is willing to do what it takes. Terrifying because the strings attached don't seem insignificant. Exciting times. Go Knowles. Yeah, but it's better than getting a loan from the mob, Seth. You have your money, but hey, that's going to be tough. <laughs> Define the mob anyway. I mean, what are we really talking about here? Would you rather have a structured settlement, so to speak, or payout mm-hmm. with the ACC or a private equity firm? I'll take the firm. Yeah. This is a uh, 
I find it infinitely fascinating. As somebody said before, they think it's boring. I don't know how the hell you can think this is boring. It's only the future of college football and the future of Florida State football. And it's only going to happen once, like this. I mean, it's a, yeah. So, um, you know, Jim writes, FSU made this announcement today about J.P. Morgan. I bet FSU is one of the few schools that can have J.P. invest in a large amount. Logo carries weight, go Knowles. Well, it certainly helps to matter. Uh, it certainly helps to be a an asset, and Florida State is. And as we were saying this over the last several days, they're going to find a landing spot, guys. That, that's not that's not the problem. They're going to find a place to to play football. They're 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 going to be a wanted commodity. Uh, a lot of this is a lot to take in because it's happening all at once. But it's kind of followed a pretty predictable path over the last, I don't know, year from Florida State's vantage point. And then if you look at college football across the country, you kind of see everybody has been talking about for a very long time the terrible plight that the Pac-12 was in. And we kept waiting on this TV deal. When are they going to announce their TV deal? When are they going to announce their partner? When are they going to announce – and the longer it went on, the more it felt like, oh, you guys are like in real trouble, real, real trouble. Not sort of this is a bad situation, but a like you may not exist anymore kind of trouble. Struggling. <laughs> it felt it felt very much like that. Struggling. And um, <laughs> Joe Namath. That was something that night. Hi, Joe. Oh, I felt so bad, man. Struggling. And now our girl's gone. She I was know. part of the cuts. You can't cut her. Susie's been hot for 40 years, it feels like. Maybe she can run the desk for the uh, the new and improved Big Ten Network <laughs> featuring Florida State. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, that was something. Struggling they were. Back 12, and um, now we know just to what degree. And as that played out, you were assured that more dominoes were to fall. That's all that was. I don't think people understood in the national media how big of a deal it was when the best that they could get was a subscription-based incentive-laden payout versus a flat fee. That was a toughie. That was a toughie, Tom. When I read that, I went, ooh, ooh, that's a, ooh. Nobody was really freaking out about it. All they were focusing on was that Apple wanted to get involved. Yeah, they want to get involved at 25 cents in the dollar, but I'm hey, a, you, but we'll, we'll give you 80 cents on every dollar you earn over 50 million. We'll give you 200 bucks. Cash. Okay. All right. All Don't right. Don't want to like negotiate? No. No. <laughs> Wait, didn't he come in? Didn't he come in with like $5,000 or $10,000? He said he would do it 10 for grand. 10 grand. He's like, I'm going to give you 200 bucks. Cash. The look on his face is so good. And he asked for a deal sweetener, and that but we can't repeat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is too good. All-time good. Back to practice. Real quick observation, and maybe it's self-serving. You may have recalled that a year ago, throughout the course of the season, I had question marks about the secondary. Our inability to play zone. Uh, 
the frequency with which we looked confused, development, etc. And I was able to, over time, finally just say, you know what, we need to fire Woodson. That's what needs to happen here. I'm about done with this. And uh, some of you agreed, some of you did not. It seemed insensitive, but I don't worry about these things. We're talking about getting better. Not personal. Things weren't looking organized. So we had the conversation. And just like that, he got another job. He got, have a good day. Off to Arkansas he goes. That was the first really good move. Hiring Sertan appears to be a good move as well currently. Those dudes are flying around, and they're multiple. The defense is doing different things. We're seeing different looks from the defense. And that was on day one. Day one. No pads. Day one. Now, hopefully it continues with pads because that's a bit of a different animal. But still, one would think that this is a harbinger of excellent things to come. He said in his interview with Corey Clark, zone eyes Zone eyes. He Mm -hmm. wanted zone eyes even though we're running some man principles. In what do you think it was? Maybe 30 plays that the offense ran different offenses with, you know, yeah. first team, second yeah. team? I mean, you had true freshmen passing things off and doing things right. Pretty good. Passing things off. Start there. How about that? That was not something we saw last year, not with any regularity and an understanding of why and how and where. That's all. Well done. Technique. Good. Energy. Tenacious. They were fantastic yesterday. Day one, defense is ahead of the offense. Got it. We'll see what happens in pads. But the principles changed, shifted some, and that's what matters. I could tell you that one thing I was watching, because there wasn't a whole lot from the trenches yesterday. They're not in pads. You can't learn anything there. I mean, maybe how big guys are, but beyond that, not much. So I was focusing on receiver versus defensive back in 11-on-11. And I would hyper-focus on Quinn Darius for one player, Edwin Joseph for another one, or Fentrell, or whatever it was. And two times in a row, I saw, oh, my God, why is he going this other direction, the corner? Oh, it's because this other guy picked him. Oh, my God. You know, it was just that it's stunning is probably an indictment on where we were, to your point. It's almost like that Lonnie Pryor comment from eons ago. Well, I'm, you know, we're talking with Coach Trickett now on the offensive line, so we know as running backs – where the offensive line is going to be blocking in front of us so we know where our eyes need to be. When we heard that as a beat, we, we said, as a running back in this offense, you don't know what the offensive line's supposed to do? That's troubling. Very. You should probably know that. Correct. So yesterday, when you see corners leaving their man because somebody else is going to occupy that man, it's called zone coverage. Yeah. It was astonishing. And it's run smoothly. Very quickly, we've seen a bit of a transformation. Let's hope it continues. I don't want to pour too much into that, but there are obvious signs things are different, and therefore the better will be more multiple. Good, should be. Uh, Good to be less predictable. Secondly, I would point out that for me, and there were a lot of guys that looked very good yesterday, Azaria Thomas had himself a day, and this is a guy who has the physical tools and the length and the speed and all of that to do something about it if the confidence is there to boot. He looks so comfortable. And, you know, he had a play yesterday in which he was able to defend Johnny Wilson down the sideline, ends up being a jump ball. He knocks it away, makes the play, stands over Johnny Wilson, has something to say that I won't repeat. It was intense. Johnny said something back, and I thought, there it is. 
this is the competition you want. This is the this is the the attitude you want. That's the execution you want. All of it. It was all there. His physical tools on display, the the right attitude. Uh, it was. You're. This is going to be a very very competitive camp. I mean, the writing is on the wall. I don't see a way that it couldn't be. Get ready to hear about fights. Get ready to hear about chippiness. Get ready to because guys are fighting for jobs. This is a big deal. It's not just starting jobs. It's jobs that, you know, if I'm not the starter, I'm going to get this many reps on a really good team. It's a chance to really showcase your skills against an LSU, against a Clemson right out the gates. These guys want to be on the field. You didn't come here to sit. So this is the, the, the level of competition being ratcheted up with a better caliber of athlete. Now you look like programs of the past national championship contenders that had great starters but players that you were really excited to see as they aged in this program as they got to year two and year three and they pushed those starters this is where you want to see Florida State at on an annual basis and that's where George is at that's where national championship programs are at their their players have to fight like hell every day to get better or they'll get past. And Florida State has that at most of their positions. Not all. This is still a work in progress, but they are much closer to being that kind of a program than they've been in the last six years. I thought it was good that we were on separate sides of the field. I don't know that we meant to do that, but yesterday for much of what they were doing in 11-on-11, we were on opposite sides. So you saw AZ Thomas, for example. I didn't see very much of him. Yeah, he was great. I was watching some of the line yesterday as they were going through early drills too just to see how Atkins was coaching them up, maybe where they were going to slot some of the guys this year, first team, second team. You got to see Edwin, though, a little bit more than I did, I think. Edwin Joseph was on my side of the field. He looked good, yeah. And this is the continuation of an eye-opening crop of defensive backs from the spring, early enrollees. Mm-hmm. AJ Kirkland, Quindarius Jones, we were very impressed with how they looked yeah, coming out of high like, school. Yeah, physically, yeah. Edwin Joseph is another. Jabril Rawls, I saw him as well. Quite another. Large, talented body. Barker. Yep. You saw more of him, Ashlyn Barker, Ashlyn than Barker, I did. Ashlyn Barker, I like him a lot. 6'3", long, physically put together, yeah. Conrad Hussey. Didn't see a ton of him. No. I don't know that there was much that he had to do yesterday just in terms of the way the plays broke out. But Conrad Hussey was thought to be the moment that he signed at Florida State. Maybe a candidate to plug and play or be in the in a two-deep rotation at safety. But it's just the class of – and the caliber is probably the better way because the class is every year. But the caliber of defensive back that they're bringing in out of high school right now, night and day. Night and day. Yeah, they're recruiting really well, and now they're coaching them up too. So that's good. Let's keep that rolling, man. I think they have an opportunity to do big things. They're going to need to to get to where they want to go. That defense has to take a big step forward. It looks like it may very well do it. Let's see. You know, Every day we go out, there's another exciting time to document and give context. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, 4Chan TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Well, there is only one reason I stop in this place. Let me stress it, it ain't the cuisine. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Orchard TV on a Libations Friday, a busy Libations Friday. Good times. 
What's the special? Do we got a million special deals? All of them incentivizing and uh, making it possible for uh, anybody who wants to jump on board the great product that is Warchant.com. Come on, man, throw it on up there. Let everybody see it. One dollar for one, a dollar. Shake up those cushions. You got a buck in there. Shake up them cushions. Twenty-five percent uh, off annual subscription. Okay, there it is again. I just want to have a shirt that says shake up those cushions. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. If you join the battle's end, you get free access to Warchant.com for the rest of 2023. So that's a free Warchant membership right there just by joining the battle's end for new subscribers. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, I can go back to the – you're right, P. Simpson. I can go back to yelling, it's a buck. Shake up them cushions. That did well for us. I think the better way to look at it, Tom, is it did well for the people who spent the dollar. Oh, it did better for them. Yeah. It's always about them first. Yeah, that's that's the whole deal. Old Dad writes in the chat, where can I find the JPM article? Just type in Florida State JPM. Google. It'll pop up. You'll click on it and read it. In Sportico or uh, Florida State Private Equity, yeah, yeah you could you could do that. <laughs> uh, or Warchant.com, yeah, you, it's it's all over the interwebs. It's out there. You can read that article. It's a fun re- article to read too. Like, oh, that's cool. Okay, lots of things that are uh, changing. Gets into that dense business talk. Yeah, but. Yeah, I think I think it's far less uh, cumbersome and because when it involves your school and oh, the yeah. monies are as big as they are, you're like, oh, no, no, I'm in. You got me. Yeah. Come on, let's go. This is a big to-do. You fight to define your terms when it's going to affect the future of Florida State. You have it's to. Just, you have no choice. It's a signal. It's just another signal. It's not a smoke, smoke signal. It's fire. There is fire on the horizon. What's fun to do is to go back and um, – you know, today the biggest story is that Washington and Oregon have officially joined the Big Ten. There it is. Just say that out loud. It's happened. So now we've watched the Big Ten add USC, add UCLA, add Oregon, add Washington. Um, that's good night, Irene, to the Pac-12, Arizona to the Big 12. You know, again, good night, Irene, to the um, – Pac-12. I don't like that. I wish it hadn't happened, but it did happen, and that's the reality of the situation, and now the next big stories will be... um, By the way, did you see... You want to laugh. I had this. I saved this in my notes. Let me pull this up just because I thought it was ridiculous. It has to be the the same athletic director who anonymously referenced Florida State in the same breath as San Diego State, right? Um, Yeah, here it is. If we can help support the Pac-12, I'm all for it. College athletics needs the West Coast League. Anonymous ACC athletic director. What? It needs the West Coast League? We care about what? Come on, brother. What are you doing? That's the athletic director who suggested we should poach teams from the Pac-12 to create a coast-to-coast conference. Which, you know, Jim, if you did that two years ago, perhaps, Perhaps, man. You relied on others' uh, benevolence, and it was never going to happen because you were living in a fantasy land where people just did the right thing. 
because you'd like them to. Doesn't happen. Unfortunately, you realize that every day that you, I don't know, read the news. <laughs> it's The right thing is frequently not done. And more often than not, there's a selfish reason behind it. And that selfish reason is typically fueled by money. It's as old as time. We get it. Why did you think that the ACC would end up in the place it needed to be because you believed that what the alliance was going to work or that Sankey was going to not try to grow revenue in the SEC or that the Big Ten wasn't going to try to do what's best for its conference members? I mean, come on, brother. Uh, This is the one thing I'd say, and I get it because you experienced college football with even more innocence than I did. You know, television was starting to really take over in the 90s and and it had a different spin on it than the 80s when it was a niche sport, kind of like the NHL is to me today. But are you really going to miss the trips to Snuggy Hill or Chestnut Hill or Charlottesville? Are you going to miss that Oklahoma plays Texas Tech? Like, are we really... Are we really caring I, I, about that? that? We do care about, like, I, I care USC, that. USC, Arizona State, are we really going to miss that? I mean. No, but I had no problem watching USC play Washington or USC play. They will. Um, they will continue. Well, in the Big Ten, right. Had, yeah. But I'm saying as a league for the conference championship, understanding what it represented. I, I did like some of those rivalries back in the day. I miss some of the, and we will miss, uh, you know, the bastardization of these rivalries and the conferences and you know the the move basically towards professional football is not something that I'm not going to watch I'm going to watch it it is different and it will leave behind in its wake uh traditions that a lot of people valued growing up a lot of people loved uh in terms of rivalries and you know styles of play all those things I just think we're in such a unique place that our rivalries that really count aren't discontinuing, I don't think. Mm. I mean, maybe Miami does. Maybe. That's a big deal, man. If that we, for some reason, deal. didn't play Miami annually, that's a problem. I think, though, as as the playoff field expands, you can afford to spend an out of I mean, we already do. We spend an out-of-conference game on a primary rival with Florida. We do that right now. Yeah. So I don't think that would change. But it's just, I think, when you talk about conference matchups that Florida State has right now, we are in the unique position where we are upgrading, and I think even the traditionalists would say, yeah, I'm not going to miss going to Chapel Hill. I'd rather go to Baton Rouge. I'm not going to miss going I, I, well, I to like Winston-Salem. Chapel Hill, but yeah, no, yeah, you, it's better. I'd rather go to Tuscaloosa or Auburn. You know? like It's, it's only going to get better for us if the yeah. SEC is the home. Well, and we've all done this. You've all played the game. I compared it to winning the lottery. Like, you think about what you would do with the money – if, if if Florida State is it goes to the SEC, uh, it's easy to think about the travel in terms of the, the 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 geography, but also who comes here. It the money that would flow into this city, it's remarkable. I mean, look, any given year you could have games against Florida, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Tennessee. I mean, on and on and on we go. All those fan bases travel. All those fan bases will buy their allotment of tickets, come here, spend a ton of money. The intensity of those games, far beyond what you would get when Florida State takes on Wake or Duke, period. Yeah. And Wake, we played every year, forever and a day, even after the divisions changed to the Atlantic and the Coastal. That felt like they've, we've always played Imagine them. Imagine when we travel out to have to play those kooky bastards at Texas A&M, the cult that they are. 
But that, I mean, that stadium's huge. Those people are nuts. Yeah, it's more interesting than going to Boston College or Syracuse. Yes. Yes, I mean, it is. It, that's, I'm, we're in a unique position where, you know, it's like, well, the tradition of college football. What tradition of ours in the ACC? We don't have tradition in the ACC. No, we no, just no. wanted a bunch. I'm not talking about lamenting the loss of the ACC. Believe me, I'm not. Our, our, we've always been an SEC program. We've always been a program that swims in those waters. Now, the SEC used to suck, by the way. I'm old enough to remember that, too. Uh, there was a time... Where uh, you know, I can remember that the University of Florida was thinking about leaving the SEC to go to the ACC because it made more money than the SEC. I mean, that, that, this is these are things that happen. But in terms of what it became, we've been that swimming in those waters for a very long time. Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with. Mm-hmm. 